Hey guys, this is Yusuf out here in Phoenix. Um, usually I don't call in more than once a week, but um, Vincent Jackson just passed away today. And uh, hard to put into words. <laughs> He's a phenomenal player to watch. Great talent. Um, got to watch him play up in Minnesota when the Bucks came during a preseason game during Winston's rookie year. Still making plays back then with him taking Mike Evans under his wing. So that, that game was special looking back now. I'm glad I got the chance to watch him play. Praying for the family today that has been affected. Everyone that has known him and has been affected, uh, has, has he's made an impact on. Um, anyways, guys, uh, talk to you later and rest in peace, Vincent. We're all going to miss you. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to podcast brought to you by rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them lock on sent you i am james yarko rejoined by david harrison you can find everything that he and i are doing over at bucksnation.com make sure you follow along on twitter at locked on bucks at jayarko underscore bucks at d harrison 82 and at bucks underscore nation like to thank you seth for the um for the phone call, the voicemail to open up the episode, obviously on yesterday's episode, I spoke a lot about Vincent Jackson and the impact that he had within the community that he had with the Buccaneers and, you know, got personal with, with everybody as I tend to do when David is not here to rein me in. And I got an amazing DM on Twitter this morning from Ian, one of our listeners, uh, that was just, it was wonderful. It was great to read. Uh, we had a, a, a nice brief little conversation and it, it was it was nice to hear from him. Um, but David, you were not available on yesterday's episode to kind of speak about what happened with Vincent Jackson. And I know there were a couple of thoughts that you wanted to share to to kick this thing off before we got into uh, to some Buccaneers talk and a fun new segment in segment three that we're going to we're going to enjoy. But why don't you go ahead and uh, and talk about Vincent Jackson here for a moment? Yeah, I mean, you know, Vincent Jackson is a lot of people have already said a lot of things that I just would echo, you know what I mean? But for me personally, uh, you know, getting into this business and this line of work and, and covering an NFL team, uh, Vincent Jackson was in his last you know years of playing the game when I was kind of getting rolling. So I didn't I never got to, to cover like a training camp while VJAX was still playing or a game in person in the press box while VJAX was still playing. Um, but still covering him from a distance and, and seeing the things that he did. And I remember kind of kind of thinking about, you know, the development of Mike Evans and how he came up. And, you know, that Mike sent out a very heartfelt uh, message over social media as well himself. And just kind of wonder, like, would Mike Evans be the Mike Evans that Buccaneers fans have fallen in love with if it wasn't for Vincent Jackson? And I don't know that it would have. I think that his talent and his work ethic alone probably would have made him a very good player in his own right, of course. But I just I think that Vincent Jackson either helped him get as high as he could or, or get there a little bit faster, perhaps. So I think 
Uh, that's something, you know, that I kind of remember. And then, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about a few times on this show, you know, more than honestly I ever kind of planned to, James, you know that, but uh, my military career, Vincent Jackson is someone who was connected to the military, did a lot of work with the military, both while he was in San Diego and then again in Tampa. Um, and that's something that stood out about him, you know, not just to me, but to a lot of people. And I've written articles about his work with military families and, and service members. And, and you chronicled some of the work that he did and just a genuinely good person, you know what I mean, that you want to root for in this world from all accounts. Um, and then, you know, you, you hear the details of, of what we do know right now, and, and you just kind of, your, your heart just goes out to him and, and to his family because it's, it's very clear that there was something happening in, in Vincent's life that just did not obviously uh, end out well. And, and, you know, James, we were talking about a little bit off air, and, and we've all seen these things and how they go. You know what I mean? I think back to like Junior Seau and, and Steve McNair and stuff like that. And you just hope this isn't a, situ a situation where someone's, you know, life is going to get torn to shreds and all that stuff. But, you know, obviously there were things happening in, in Jackson's life that uh, were unfortunate and, and you, you don't wish those types of situations, uh, whatever they are in other people. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate he wasn't able to work through whatever it is that was going on and, and that it came to this point. But, uh, I think most of all, just the memories that people have, and a lot of people have been sharing positives. You know, Cam Brait sent out a picture of him and V. Jackson. I think that's kind of the most important part. And what I've learned from my wife's family more than anything is to celebrate the good, be happy they were here instead of being sad that they're gone. Um, and it's it's hard to do, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, definitely not, you know, news that you want to hear, not good news by any means, obviously. And uh, it's it's rough, you know what I mean? But, uh, fortunately, like with, with all other death, um, eventually the memories and, and the smiles hopefully will take over and uh, some of the some of the bad feelings will, will eventually fade away. Yeah, and the, the last thing that, that we will say on it before moving on to the, uh, the rest of today's episode, there was a statement issued from the Jackson in Action 83 Foundation, which David, you just kind of touched on his work with military families. Um, they said, quote, Thank you to everyone who has reached out to express their condolences. We have received numerous requests from people who supported Vincent wanting to express their sympathies. While there is a hole in our hearts that can never be filled, we take solace in knowing that Vincent positively impacted so many lives. His legacy will continue through the work of the Jackson in Action 83 Foundation and our support of military children and families. A military child himself, Vincent took great pride in the foundation's work, and we know he would not only want it to continue, but to grow. We ask that in lieu of flowers, please consider a donation to the foundation. Your support will allow for Vincent's commitment to military families to continue in a meaningful way, which truly honors a life that meant so much to so many. So... For those of you looking for a way to express your appreciation for what Vincent did, uh, both on and off the field, for those of you looking to kind of express your your grief or your gratitude, um, please consider donating to the Jackson in Action 83 Foundation because one way to keep the memory of Vincent alive is to see his foundation and all the work he did with those military families stay alive through that foundation. David, Coming up in segment two, we are going to talk a little bit about something that was said from a Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Dominican Sue. But first, we have to give a shout out to some friends of ours, and that is one place we go to and one place we trust for all things sports betting, betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. 
Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online also has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, use promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Segment two of the Locked On Bucks podcast coming up after this here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back now for segment two here Wednesday, the Locked On Bucks podcast. And James and I have you covered for everything you need to know about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But what about the rest of sports? Well, now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. Hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, David, there was a conversation that was put out there by Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated involving Indomitian Sue, pending free agent for the Buccaneers. You and I just talked about him on our uh, free agency Tinder. You named Indomitian Sue as your number one most important pending free agent. Here's a quote from Sue from that, uh, that column there by Albert Breer in Sports Illustrated. Indomitian Sue says, quote, my goal is to come back and have an opportunity to go win another championship. Me and Tom Brady spoke the other day about that opportunity as well as with Jason Light. I don't know if you saw our parade celebration on that podium. Coach B.A. said, I'm not going anywhere, and he's usually a man of his word. So I look forward to the opportunity to continue to play, especially for Tampa, and I honestly believe that I have a lot of elite, great talent left in me to play. I'm not ready to hang them up yet, and my wife has given me the okay. That's first and foremost. I got that permission. Uh, of course, Sue Breer says he was laughing as he said that, but serious in the sentiment that his passion for football is still burning after 11 years in the league, and even now with the championship ring secured, there's family considerations too. Sue continued, quote, Along with being able to still have that energy, that fire to go out there, I think the biggest thing that pushed me throughout this season was knowing I have twins on the way. Being able to have them come into this world as champions, but then also me play a couple years, maybe five, who knows, that they could get to see me on a football field and experience that at a certain age. Obviously, they're going to be super young going back this year, but just for them to be able to experience and be around that environment would be great end quote yeah and of course i was extremely happy to hear that ndamukong had said that and had conversations uh with not just tom brady but the general manager jason light i mean look you know i, I laid it out earlier this week he is my priority free agent i love levante david i love chris godwin uh, i love most of these guys but ndamukong sue just to me is is one of the pieces that really kind of makes this team go and especially on that defense i think that todd bowles if, if he misses ndamukong sue on that defensive line uh, again, looking through the mock drafts, looking through, you know, whatever players I know right now, which isn't as much as, you know, guys like over at Locked On NFL Draft or the Draft Dudes or whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I fancy myself a little bit intelligent on draft talent, you know, and I just I don't see a guy that's available in, in free agency or the draft that can come in and fill the role that Ndamukong Sue does in an effective way in 2021. And, yeah, there are guys out there that you might be able to draft and develop and, and, and do all that with. 
But again, this team's focus is getting back to the Super Bowl in 2021, 2022, playing in Los Angeles in February of next year. That's the goal. And the goal and the way to get there is you bring back and Dominic Sue. So he wants to come back. The Buccaneers are trying to get back there. I think a little bit of what he said, uh, look, and Dominic Sue, you can call him dirty. You can call him whatever you want, but he ain't stupid. And you see in his own quote, he says, I want to come back to Tampa. I want to play with these guys. But what else does he say? I still think I'm an elite. I still think I have many years ahead of me. Hint, hint. He wants a three-year deal from Jason Light and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if he's going to get a three-year deal, but you at least want to see him come back on a one-year mercenary deal. That's why I like to call those contracts or mercenary contracts. Come back and Dom can go kill some quarterbacks for us, get us another ring. Absolutely love it. Now, David, something else happened on Tuesday that I wanted to touch on real quick before we finish wrapping up thoughts on Indomitian and Sue. The Carolina Panthers released multi-time pro bowler defensive tackle mm-hmm. Kwan short if they can't come to an agreement with sue is short the kind of guy that is going to say you know what let me go chase that ring how do you think he would fit as an indomitian sue replacement yeah i think that you know he's he's serviceable i'll call him solid right which in the nfl world is average and and that's and that's not you know that's not a, a, a knock against him one of his biggest problems is injuries. He's he's had a really big problem staying healthy. And then I kind of look at and I looked at the Washington football team and I look at a guy like Ron Rivera who he's, he's got a pretty good defensive front built right there in, in Washington with Chase Young and Jonathan Allen and all those guys. But he could use a guy like KK Short and he could use and Short could use a team that isn't going to ask him to come in in year one and be a full time player, but be more of a rotational player. Let his body kind of take the lumps from the season in stride, not playing a full workload and all that stuff and still come out there. He's not going to get top money. That's that's part of the reason that the Carolina Panthers let him go. I mean, if they could have traded him for something valuable, they would have. You know what I mean? Um, but when you look at the Buccaneers, yeah, I mean, depth, depth never hurts. So you could definitely bring him in. He's going to be fairly cheap. But I don't know if I, how comfortable I would be with him replacing Indomitian Sue uh, so much as I would be more comfortable with him adding to Indomitian Sue. Okay, fair enough. I was just curious what what your thoughts on it were. But yeah, this looks like the arrow is pointing up on an Indomitian Sue return. And it was it was great to see that from uh, from Albert Breer. He always does absolutely fantastic work. And, you know, it, it seems like, you know, as we knew, they're going to do their best to bring all of their guys back. And and David, like we've talked about on the last couple episodes, um, you know, they can find a way to make all of these deals happen. Yeah. It's just a matter of who's going to be left on the, on the cutting room floor and how much money are they going to have to borrow from future, you know, their future selves, you know, are, are Jason and, and Mike going to sit down and you know what say, you know what, that's future Jason and Mike's problem right now. We're looking to get a second ring. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jason's not going to try to rip anybody off, you know, Jason and Mike Greenberg, no. they're not going to come to the table trying to rip off any of these free agents, but the players themselves have to understand that there is a little bit of an exchange when you're playing for a ring and you know you're playing for a ring. That's the thing. You know you're playing for a ring. That's going to bring some value by itself. You know, I go back to the first job I had when I got out of the Army. Um, it had a work vehicle. So I looked at it. I had a salary. And I told the person that hired me, I said, listen, as far as I'm concerned, that vehicle is about a ten dollars to $12,000 value added on to my salary. So if I'm making X amount of dollars, in my mind, I'm actually getting paid this amount of dollars because I'm inflate that because of that car. That's kind of the same. It's not a car, obviously, but that's kind of the same thing. You know that you're on a roster that can compete for the Super Bowl. Why? Because you just won the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, we don't have to convince you. You did it. You lived it. You were at the boat parade. You tell us about it, right? Um, so there's, there's a little bit of, of values kind of inherently there when you're talking about that situation. So I think that's something that the players have to understand. And, you know, the team's also going to come in and try to be as fair as possible as well. 
So it's going to be interesting, James, to see what happens with not just Indominus Sue, but all of these guys. And something else that was kind of interesting. So I was listening to shows uh, on Wednesday. Uh, my wife woke up a little bit sick. Uh, not COVID, nobody worries. It's just, it's a little, I think it's just a one day type of cold type of deal. Anyway, I'm, I'm running around the house. I'm trying to get some things together to kind of help make her feel better and relax. And I'm listening to some podcasts. And lo and behold, a very familiar voice comes over my phone speaker and starts talking about Chris Godwin versus Antonio Brown. Do you know who that voice was, James? Uh, it was the voice of an angel. It was absolutely not. It was the voice of James Yarko <laughs> is what voice it was, okay? And listen, and James, I full on know that you had this conversation on this show because it was your solo episode and you knew I wasn't going to be here to squash any of your thoughts. So here's, here's, here's where I want to come with this. Chris Godwin versus Antonio Brown. Listen, Antonio Brown, give him whatever credit you want to. He didn't uh, get arrested or get accused of anything during the four months he played with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely fantastic. I applaud you. Uh, he did have his role with the Buccaneers offense. He played well in the role they asked him to play, so definitely give him credit there. He came in with 18 months, really, of not playing football. And to me, that's the most impressive thing is he played one game in the last 18 months, if I had the time to correct. Uh, really had no practices, no training camps, anything like that, and came in really from day one, from week one, relatively ready to go uh, and really didn't look like he was struggling at all from getting accustomed to the game. So give him credit for that 100%. You made the argument and the point that – if you have to go with Antonio Brown over Chris Godwin because of the price value, and I understand that you want Chris Godwin over AB, so I want to make sure I acknowledge all these things, that you're still going to get similar, not the same production. That's how you put it. Similar, not the same production from AB as you did from Chris Godwin this last season, which kind of justifies maybe going for the, the cheaper option if you have to, right? Correct. Correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on it. I don't want to mis mislead anybody here. <laughs> no, so so far so good. Okay. Do you have your numbers still? I do. Do you have them pulled up? I have them right in front of me. Yes. Okay. So you extrapolated the entire season's data, which for for Antonio Brown was half the season. For Chris Godwin was about three quarters of the season, right? Yes. When you extrapolated that data, how many yards did Chris Godwin end up? Or what 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 was his pace for sixteen games in yards? Uh, one thousand one hundred and twenty. 1,120. And how many touchdowns did he have? Nine. All right. Well, so here's the extrapolated data. Right, the extrapolated data. So here's, yes. here's my point. Chris Godwin played 12 games this season, right? Played yes. four of them without Antonio Brown due to injuries. However, in two of those four games, he also played injured, right? Sure. Do you know what he was on pace for in those four games without AB while dealing with injuries? Uh, I do not. I do. Of 100 catches, <laughs> 100 catches. That was his pace before AB, right? While injured, 100 catches, 1,116 yards, which is a difference of what? Four yards. Four yards. And he was on pace at eight touchdowns, which is a difference of what? One. So the presence of Antonio Brown impacted Chris Godwin to the tune of four yards and one touchdown in extrapolated data. On the other hand, Antonio Brown, every game he played, with the Buccaneers, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans were on the field. Every game that Chris Godwin played without Antonio Brown on the field, the Buccaneers had an injured Mike Evans and for the last two, an injured Scotty Miller while Chris Godwin himself was injured playing with a Rob Gronkowski still getting up to full NFL speed. So while the data may come out somewhat similar, when I listen to this episode, James, and you know I love you, that was what I came away with this with. We're giving too much credit in this conversation to what AB did with a healthier Mike Evans and up to speed Rob Gronkowski and a healthier Scotty Miller and a healthier Chris Godwin 
than what Chris Godwin did with a banged up running mate, a banged up or a rusty tight end and a banged up himself, his, his own body and a banged up understudy in Scotty Miller. Chris Godwin was on pace to produce the exact same way he produced after AB. You talk about consistency. You talk about knowing what you're getting in a player. You know exactly what you're getting from Chris Godwin because you've been there during the buildup and he showed you the exact same production he did before AB as he did after AB. AB didn't do any of this. Anything that he did, he didn't do without the assistance of the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, the one of the greatest wider, the greatest wide receiver in franchise history, healthier, a backup or a second number two wide receiver who might be the second or third best wide receiver to ever play for this franchise, healthier, and an understudy in Scotty Miller, healthier. So while the numbers do look similar, I think the vehicle that AB was driving during his portion of production is a lot different than the vehicle Chris Godwin was driving, and it's very much worth the money. Now, again, Chris has got to understand this team cannot pay him $17 million on an extended contract without making some very hard decisions, and that may be a decision they have to make. But I want to, I want to make it clear from my standpoint anyway. I think the drop-off between Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown as the number two wide receiver is very significant and should not be taken lightly. If you're, if you're buying the bootleg brand you might get the bootleg cereal. So I just want to make sure that my, my piece of that was, was spoken. Can't you also make the argument that we don't know what Antonio Brown could have done without yes. Chris Godwin That's on not the an field? Argument. We've seen what Antonio Brown does when he is the guy. So you take a, a player who was learning as he went trying to get caught up on the offense, caught up on the playbook, integrate himself into an offense as the number four or number five option. If Antonio Brown is all of a sudden the number two option, maybe even the number three, if he's behind Rob Gronkowski, wouldn't history tell us that it would be a safe bet, not a guarantee, but it would be a safe bet or safe to assume that his production would also increase but that's my point right and and for 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 clarity we know what ab was as a number one receiver in 2018 that's a long time ago especially in football that's a long time ago and we also know how that 2018 ended that's the but last time he was number one hang he on, also had a on, track record of like five years yeah, yeah but hey but i'm just saying that was a long okay. time ago all right now you're you're 100 right we don't know what ab would be as a number two in tampa bay we don't know what A.B. would be if he got more snaps because Chris Godwin wasn't on the team. We don't know any of that stuff. We also, James, don't know what A.B. would do when he's now the number two receiver in the mind of the defense. We also don't know what A.B. would do when he's the number two because Chris Godwin's not on the field. Chris Godwin's on the other side of the sideline or on another team somewhere else. You're right. We don't know that. We do know what Chris Godwin does. We do know what Chris Godwin brings to the field with or without A.B. You know what Chris Godwin brings. And what Chris Godwin brings has been excellent since the day he joined this franchise. He has overplayed his status in the NFL as a third-round draft pick, as a number two wide receiver. Every single season, whenever Chris Godwin's on the field, he outplays his expectations. That's what we know about Chris Godwin. And I think you're, you're playing a very dangerous game if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rolling the dice on assuming what you're going to get out of AB. You're betting on your intelligence over proven production and that's just a gamble i'm not saying it can't work i'm not saying it won't work 
I'm saying it's a gamble. And when you're going back for championship number two, number three for the franchise, number two for you, I don't think you take those gambles. I think you go with what you know because what you know is championship level. All of that is to say we both want Godwin to come back. But my my whole point in all of this is if Godwin priced himself out, and you did bring that up before you laid down your arguments, if Godwin prices himself out, you don't have to hit the panic button if AB is your plan B for the number two receiver. All right, but James, we are way over time for this. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. We've got to move on. It was great. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) Hopefully the listeners are are not sick of us droning on about Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. Anyway, um, if you are sick of it and you're feeling fatigued, grab you a Built Bar. If you haven't bought any Built Bars, then you need to get over to BuiltBar.com because they got 18 amazing flavors for you to try, including their 12 originals, which include flavors like peanut butter, banana bread, one of my favorite, and then also six new flavors that just launched in August at the beginning of the NFL season, including cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and carrot cake, which is quickly running up the list as one of my favorites. All built bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft. They're easy to chew. They come in nut and non-nut flavors. If you have a nut allergy or someone in who's near you with a nut allergy, they're never fear because the non-nut flavors are made in a completely different facility that a nut never enters into. So you're good there. Built bars are healthy. They're great for everybody, whether you're trying to maintain your weight or get in shape. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for anybody on the keto diet, go to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Again, that's locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. You thought that James and I had a good time disagreeing with each other. Wait until you see what we got coming for you in segment three here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast and Wednesdays, On Locked On NFL, you can take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week, or are they shaping up to have premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. James, it is time to debut our newest segment titled Fans Say the Darndest Things. I don't know the theme song to, is that what it is? I don't know the theme song to Kids Say the Darndest Things, so we're just going to roll with it. But that's kind of uh, the the vein that we're coming in. So we're going to take a look at some fans of other teams from around the National Football League, see what they're saying about the Buccaneers or just sometimes just in general. Uh, In this particular case, we have got an article posted on Fansided's Factory of Sadness about a rumored interest the Buccaneers have in Brown's wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. And no, it's not the rumor that they're interested in Odell Beckham Jr. That is is the ridiculousness here, even though that's ridiculous by itself. But um, have you heard of this rumor yet, James? Yeah, I've heard that Odell wants to play in Tampa and the Bucs might have some interest and it's all stupid and ridiculous because nobody wants Odell Beckham Jr. That's why they're trying to ship him out of the factory of sadness because literally nobody wants that guy. Yeah, one of the most electric and, and maybe raw talents, uh, one of the one of the best raw talents ever entered the National Football League is about to hit his third franchise because the first two uh, were, were sick of his crap and weren't willing to put up with it over the production um, so anyway, what we found in this is that there's an article on fan sided again at the factory of sadness, 
And I forget the name of the writer, but it's okay because I don't really need a whole lot of Buccaneers fans adding him. It's not meant to be disrespectful, not meant to get a whole bunch of, you know, we're not looking for pitchforks and torches to go burn down this guy's social media presence, guys, but it is a little funny. So he wrote up an article based on this rumor that OBJ to Tampa could be an actual thing, which heaven help me if, if it happens, you're never going to hear me support this, this deal. Um, but he came up with a trade. He decided he was going to put his brain to work and he was going to come up with a trade between the Cleveland Browns and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And about OBJ, when he's setting up this trade, here's what this writer writes about Odell Beckham Jr., the prize receiver the Buccaneers would be receiving, James. Here's what he wrote, quote, Now there are some who are going to see Beckham as the name and not the talent. Beckham isn't the guy anymore. He hasn't been for nearly five years. He's a shell of his former self, racked by injuries and poor decisions. Beckham's career is never going to rebound and return to form. He might have better seasons than his 2019 campaign, but he's not the same guy he was at 23. End quote, aren't we all not the same guy we were at 23? So that's the glowing remarks about Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> that is what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are trading for in this scenario, ladies and gentlemen. And in order to get that wide receiver that he just glowingly put out there, he recommends the Cleveland Browns ask for Anthony Nelson. All right. Okay. Scotty Miller. Nope. Okay. Oh, we're not done. Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah, that's going to get the deuces for me. And Vita Vea. Jeez. And, not or, and. And here's what he writes. Quote, with Vita Vea, the Browns get an aggressive, quick, and fluid defensive tackle who can rush through the interior. Facts. Oh, no crap. With Antoine Winfield, you either get a slot corner or safety who can start right away in Joe Wood's defense. Helping secure the defense is linebacker Anthony Nelson. He's not the fastest guy, but he could be someone who sneaks his way into greatness if given a shot. Agreed. Lastly, you improve the offense's lack of speed with Scott Miller, easily one of the five fastest players in the NFL today. Now, this trade is about potential. Right. Because while Winfield played <laughs> well, he played on a team that got after the quarterback easily. The Browns aren't a great pass rushing team. Can Winfield still look good when he's getting tested every other play? Winfield isn't better than Jabril Peppers, False. who the Giants wanted in the original Beckham trade. And it's not that unfathomable to believe that the Buccaneers would send back two starters when the Browns, in essence, sent over three to the Giants. Beckham's value has depreciated, and this trade feels reflective and honest of Beckham's new normal. James, we only have like five minutes to tear this thing to shreds. What do you say? So the Browns sent a player and two draft picks for Odell Beckham Jr. And he's not that same guy anymore. His value has depreciated. So they expect Vita Vea, Antoine Winfield Jr., Anthony Nelson, and Scotty Miller all in return. This is the most asinine ludicrous thing i have ever seen in my life i wouldn't trade scotty miller one for one i wouldn't send them ross cockrell for odell beckham jr not only is he one of the most overpaid overrated overhyped receivers we have ever seen in the nfl you want to talk about a locker room problem i will take a entire starting lineup of Antonio Browns over one Odell Beckham Jr. without hesitation. That guy is a joke. I want nothing to do with him. And for this price, get out of here.
the Browns would have to send back more than Houston or Seattle would get for their starting quarterbacks for this hall. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, listen, just for the, for the record, I wouldn't send the Cleveland Browns Antonio Winfield Jr.'s right glove for Odell Beckham Jr., okay? Um, and that's just, that's just how it is. And, and this is, okay, we're, we're all victims or we're all guilty of being wrong from time to time and having hot takes that maybe miss the mark, okay? Maybe there's somebody out there who, may, who thinks I'm giving Chris Godwin too much credit in the conversation that you and I just had. Maybe there's someone like me who thinks you're giving AB too much credit, okay? And that's fine. Those are debatable topics, right? What's not debatable is you're talking about a wide receiver who, when the Cleveland Browns traded for him, yes, they traded a player and some picks for a guy who was supposed to be a supreme talent that needed a change of, scen- change of scenery to get his mind right to unlock the Hall of Fame talent that he was supposed to be. Now you're talking about a guy who not only hasn't gotten his mind right, um, he's been a little bit better behaved, but you still see OBJ in there from time to time, especially when he's not getting the ball from old Baker Mayfield. But also now his production and his health have both gone down. And you want more? You want a better haul than what you gave for this player? This is absolutely insane. And, and look, this isn't a, a, a chat room, right? This isn't just a Facebook post that had a comments on. This isn't, you know, Sally from, from Sarasota who's just like, oh, hey, here's an idea, guys. What do you think about this? I don't know anything about nothing. This is a guy who writes for a website that's owned by Time, all right? Like Time Incorporated owns this website. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there who thinks that I'm a hack as well and, and do all this stuff. But, but let me tell you this, okay? This writer writes that Antoine Winfield Jr. is not as good as Jabril Peppers, which, okay. Jabril Peppers in 2017, his rookie season, right? So Antoine Winfield Jr. is in his rookie season. Let's compare Jabril Peppers' rookie season because this writer talks about Antoine Winfield Jr. not having to work as much because of the defensive front he plays with, right? Antoine Winfield Jr. got targeted, according to PFF, and I'm just using stats, not grades, James. Calm down. Antoine Winfield Jr. got targeted 34 times this year, his rookie season. Jabril Peppers, 16. Antoine Winfield Jr. gave up 23 receptions in those 34 targets, 68%. Jabril Peppers gave up 13 catches on those 16 targets, 81%. Jabril Peppers had 48 solo tackles in his rookie season. Antoine Winfield Jr., 66. And before you at me, those are all regular season stats. Antoine Winfield Jr. is better today than Jabril Peppers has been at any point in his career, period. Period. If you want Antoine Winfield Jr. for Odell Beckham Jr., James, you're sending me a first-round pick this year and a first-round pick next year, and then I'll think about it, but I'm probably going to use Antoine Winfield Jr.'s right glove to give you the same deuce as he gave to Tyreek Hill. Absolutely ridiculous. Other people's fans say the darndest things. (laughs) Everything you need to know about Odell Beckham Jr., all you have to do is look at the Browns' offensive production with him versus without him. Baker Mayfield looks like a legitimate quarterback when Odell Beckham Jr. is not on the field. With that, David, we are going to get out of here. Again, thank you to Yousef for the voicemail to kick things off. David, you're flying solo tomorrow. It's my day off. I get to kick my feet up. and Yeah, I, it's my turn to have a conversation that, that you're going to dislike and disagree with completely. You had to at least understand where I was coming from, man. Eh. It was all business. You know what? We're not getting into this here. It's going to be an hour-long episode. Yousef, thank you for the voicemail. It's much appreciated. You guys can all send in your voicemails by giving us a call at 813-444-5841. Or you can do what Yousef did. You can record a voice memo onto your phone and email it to us at Locked On Bucks. Is it Locked On Bucks Podcast or Locked On Bucks at Gmail? It's Locked On Bucks Podcast at gmail.com. 
There it is. It does come through a little bit cleaner than the voicemail. So if you prefer to do it that method, that way you can keep an eye on the time, make sure you're not going over that minute, minute and a half mark. Uh, you know, you can do so. Uh, check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. David has the Reader Award polls going up. We have our free agent spotlights every day leading up to the start of free agency. Again, BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at GHarris82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.